if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed. And a good morning to you. It's eight minutes after the hour of nine o'clock, and we are underway on this Monday, the 15th morning of the third month of the year of our Lord 2021. Thanks for being with us on AM 1420. The answer coming up on the program in about a half an hour. It's not true. In about 40 minutes, actually. At 948, we will talk with Ohio's 4th Congressional District Representative, the ranking member of the House Judiciary Committee, Jim Jordan. He'll talk to us about a host of things, including the ongoing disaster at our southern border and what it means for you here in the Midwest of the country. That'll be coming up at 948, then at 1010, more on that subject, which is right now the biggest issue that we are facing. Uh, Dave Ray of the Federation for American Immigration Reform will join us at 1010 to discuss the latest on the crisis that is now seven times the size of what it's supposed to be. What I mean by that is, during the Obama-Biden administration, they declared 1,000 border apprehensions a day was a crisis. It is now 7,000 border apprehensions a day. What does that make this According to the White House, it's just a challenge. It's not even a crisis. It's just it's a challenge. Unbelievable. So uh, Jim Jordan and Dave Ray will be our guests on the program today, and I, of course, will welcome your phone calls at 216-901-0945 or 888-281-1110. Either one of those numbers will get you to the program. You can also, of course, leave a message for our program, call the message line, and we'll uh, remind you about that as we go as well. But before we do anything else... As always, let us start the program with our Pledge of Allegiance, a pause for the pledge to to express our patriotic support of our country if you are a conservative, and to really tick off the liberals who cannot stand this sound. Everyone stand up and say with me, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Nice job, everyone! Nice job indeed to that young man. But the only thing that ticks off a liberal more than hearing the Pledge of Allegiance is hearing a child actually reciting it. Oh my gosh, we're going to lose him! We're going to lose him! 
They'll work their best. Uh, they'll do their best, rather, to uh, flip that around. I want to start the program today, despite all of the um, major crises going on, like I said, at the southern border, uh, certainly in uh, Washington, D.C., uh, as it pertains to legislation. We, they passed the ridiculous COVID relief bill. Now Joe Biden is working on another $2 trillion bill uh, that is going to just continue to destroy this economy as we know it. We have all of these things going on, and I'm going to start with the Grammys. Wait, what? I'm going to start with what? Yeah, I'm going to start with the Grammys. Did you know that the Grammy Awards were held last night? They were. I didn't. I didn't watch it, but I knew it was coming on. And this morning, uh, yeah, I made a decision that I have to discuss it. And there's a pretty good reason why. Trevor Noah took a shot at the royal family and the Capitol riots in his opening monologue as host of the 63rd Annual Grammy Awards at the Stable Center on CBS. Noah explained that the Grammys will look different with the nominees sitting at socially distanced tables right in front of the stage under a tent. So right now, there's more tension in that tent than at a family reunion at Buckingham Palace. Noah then mentioned the Capitol riots. Tonight is going to be the biggest outdoor event this year besides the storming of the Capitol. While the performances shine throughout the evening as Miranda Lambert, Mickey Guyton, and Mayor Morris perform back-to-back with John Mayer on guitar, joining Morris for The Bones. All right. The only reason I played that is to set up what I want to talk about, and that is the quote-unquote performances. And really, you can singularize that. It wasn't even plural. It was one performance. This morning, I woke up as I prepared for an earlier radio show as I help out my friends in Houston from time to time, and I was doing some Houston radio this morning. And as I prepared the show, I came across a... um, New York Post article discussing those very same Grammy Awards. And the headline uh, caught my attention because it said X-rated. X-rated? The Grammy Awards weren't even on cable. They were on network TV. Come on. How X-rated could it be? Like I said, I didn't watch it. I don't watch it. I won't watch it. I don't watch award shows, and I in particular don't watch award shows in this era of cancel culture, of LGBTQXYZ trans agendas, of BLM hate and uh, disgust for uh, people who are not BIPOC, and all the rest that I know is coming. I'm not going, going anywhere near it. But I see a headline in the New York Post this morning that said, Grammys X rated. I've got to see what the heck that's all about. So I click on the link. Headline, the full headline is Cardi B's 2021 Grammys performance gets X-rated with stripper pole dancing. So uh, I, I look at the link, as I said, and it is not just an article. As a matter of fact, it's got a video at the very beginning of the article. Now, Unfortunately for me, this is one of those videos where you don't have to push play. It just starts playing. It's on autoplay. Some websites do that, right, where you click them and then the video automatically comes on whether you want it to or not. And so it automatically came on. I don't know if I would have clicked it or not to see what they describe as X-rating, but I didn't have a choice anyway. There it was. To call what Cardi B, who is a singer, did on that stage a stripper pole dance is an absolute uh, understatement. What she did 
in a dance with something called Megan V. Stallion, who may indeed be an actual stallion. I don't know. I don't know if this is a horse or a person, but at any rate, it doesn't matter. Megan V. Stallion and Cardi B did a performance together that was not that was far more simulated pornography than it was just stripper pole dancing. Now I'm not look, I'm I am not Captain Prude. Okay? Um I sometimes allow language that I'm not fond of to escape my lips. I certainly enjoy you know, uh, risque movies. When I say that, I mean, you know, just traditional Hollywood movies. I'm not going to close my eyes when there's a sex scene in a Hollywood movie, right? I'm not going to plug my ears when I hear terrible. I'm not, I'm not an altar boy. I can take some things and I accept that culture has broadened its horizons on what it will accept as being, you know, uh, normal for family, uh, consumption. So I'm not a giant prude here. I swear I'm not. But what I watched here this morning that that apparently aired in prime time on network television last night. Let me say again, this wasn't on a pay cable channel. This was on the network or a network. What network was it? Was it CB? I don't know. I didn't, I didn't watch it. Doggone it. I didn't check this, but I know it was on regular TV, network TV. It was, I don't know if it's CBS or ABC or what. Literally irrelevant. But what this woman and this other woman, what Cardi B and Megan The Stallion did on that stage was nothing less than simulated pornography, and they did it to a song that I can't say, I can't give you the title of on the radio. I can give you the abbreviation. It's WAP, W-A-P, which stands for things that I will not say on the radio. That song, which is literally a tribute to and celebration of Cardi B's female genitalia. The lyrics of that song, again, I cannot read on the radio. I won't even try. But she literally wrote a song in celebration of her own female genitalia and its uh, functions. I'll leave it at that. What they did to that song, the, you know, the, the dance or the, the simulated uh, sex that they performed to that song, um, was perfectly acceptable for prime time national network television. And I bring all of that up only to drop this line. But your kids aren't allowed to read Dr. Seuss. I want you to see it in that context. I want you to understand it in that context. I'm not a prude. I enjoy, you know, like I said, violent movies. You know, I mean, (laughs) movies about, you understand, right? I mean, I'm not somebody who buries their their head and their covers their eyes and plugs their ears whenever something that is risque comes onto the screen. But this is not dancing, nor is it entertainment, unless you literally are trying to find an X-rated movie or an X-rated video or an X-rated website. In that way, it's entertainment. But that's not what a music award show is supposed to be. 
This isn't risque. This is X-rated. And this is allowed in our culture, in what we have built in 2021. We have allowed this to be acceptable for primetime family viewing, while certain Dr. Seuss books cannot be purchased because they're too dangerous to your children. Your children may see things in those six Dr. Seuss books that were canceled. They may see things that will scar them, that will have a serious impact on what they believe and, 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 and how they act going forward in the world. Can't have those books. But your kid can sit down and watch the music awards show with you. The same music they may hear on their radio stations and on their iPhones and on their wherever all the time. They listen to the music. Now we're going to see people being honored for making that music. And what your kids watched, if they were watching with you, was simulated pornographic sex on that screen. And this is okay, Dr. Seuss, not okay. This just fine. I'm looking at it right now, some of the still photographs from it. And then, as I said, there's, uh, you know, if you go to the New York Post, and I put this on my Facebook page. I'm going to put it on my Gab and on my WeWe, um, my MeWe accounts as well. If you are not using those uh, platforms, you should. It's a way to get away from Twitter, and it's a way to break away somewhat from Facebook. Gab and MeWe. So you can see it for yourself, or you can just Google Cardi B X-rated and New York Post, and you'll find the article. That video is there, and you will look at that, and you will say, well, you'll probably say what I said this morning. I mean, I'm very, very close to just kind of signing off here and saying, all right, I'm done, I'm out. I've been defeated. I've been defeated. When Dr. Seuss books can't be read by your kids, but your kids can see this on a music awards show. Let me put it another way. Do you remember all of the controversy back in the late 80s when Madonna did her song Like a Virgin and then did some award show presentation or maybe it was just her music video or whatever that was, you know, kind of grinding on the top of a bed, that sort of thing? What they did last night made Madonna look like an actual virgin. From her Like a Virgin days in the 80s. I'm not kidding. It made that look like Sesame Street. And this is acceptable in 2021 at a time when Dr. Seuss gets canceled. My friends, we've got a problem. Lordy, do we have a problem. I'm not saying I want to censor anything because I'm a believer in free speech. But my goodness, we have to get our priorities in some serious order here. All right, a lot to get to today. 216-901-0945, Just had to share that with you. Anybody who watched the Grammys and you want to respond to that, or if you saw what I saw online this morning, I'd love to hear from you right here on AM 1420, The Answer. I think um, I think kind of affected the way I saw that story this morning because like I said I mean I, I'm not making this up here I have literally zero interest in the Grammys I don't listen to that music anyway uh, when I say that music I mean most of the 
You know, most of the more modern music is not my style. I'm listening to my classic rock or I'm listening to my 80s new wave or things that I, you know, that are from my youth. Um, but in particular, because I know that all of these award shows get highly political, they get critical of everything that I stand for. But I think what really made it stand out for me this time when I saw that story uh, about the Grammys yesterday and what Cardi B and this stallion person did um, is that I spent the weekend with people who are literally 180 degrees polar opposite from that. Um, I spent the weekend emceeing the Cleveland Right to Life um, Bringing America Back to Life convention on Friday and Saturday. Talk about an undertaking, by the way. I cannot say enough about the people who put that event on. Um, Two straight days. I mean, I I put in a 16-hour day on Friday. And thank you to Rob Walgate, by the way, for sitting in for me on Friday, which is exactly, that's where where I was. But I put in about a 16-hour day on Friday and about a 12-and-a-half, 13-hour day on Saturday devoted to this thing, as did everybody else who was a part of it. And so I just want to give them all the kudos in the world. Uh, Simply incredible. But um, the point to that was we talked about the right to life. And in conjunction with the pro-life speeches as we talk about abortion, and we got to see a very exclusive special screening of the Roe versus Wade, the movie, uh, the director of the movie, Nick Loeb, was there, and he. we watched that movie on Saturday evening uh, after dinner. Um, it, it, there was just such a commitment to values and to protection of children and the protection of families. And we talked about the threats to families, to literal families, and to the idea, the institution of the nuclear family as the building block of a good, decent civilization, Right. And we spent all day talking about the threats to the, or two days all day uh, or talking about talking about the threats to these things like communism, Black Lives Matter, and Marxism. <coughs> excuse me, which is not based on race; it is based on political ideology, uh, and of course the pro-choice slash pro-abortionist crowd, and all of the things that you know that that the culture is kind of warring over right now. And it was just such a gloriously uplifting, inspirational time. Some of the speakers were just amazing. I really just got so much out of it. And then I come back, uh, not literally yesterday, because this was Friday, Saturday, but then after what happens yesterday, last night at the Grammy Awards, and I wake up this morning, and I see something that just was the full-on glorification of everything that we were committing on Friday and Saturday to try to to stop or to limit or to at least protect, because it's not our jobs to stop speech and stop expression. You know, we promote decency. We promote goodness and we protect our children from being at least the best we can from being exposed to such a th- such things and that's probably why i reacted a little bit you know uh, the way that i did i guess we have a culture war going on in this country the way to win the culture war is not to suppress speech or expression the way the left tries to do it's not to silence the opposition The way to win the culture war, though, is to expose the opposition for what it is and to expose their hypocrisy, to denounce their choices, not remove their choices from them, because that, again, is a violation of the God-given right to speech and expression and the First Amendment, uh, all of it codified in the First Amendment to the Constitution. 
I'm not saying we take it away from them, but we denounce them for it, the way that they have used it, and we promote the right thing to our kids. And I hope that any family and every family who had children watching that show yesterday, no matter what age they are, took some time afterwards to discuss what they just saw and why it was there and what it means. And I certainly hope that any member of the quote-unquote cancel culture who thought it was a good thing to do to cancel Dr. Seuss, Pepe Le Pew, Speedy Gonzalez, and other little children's fun, cartoonish, whimsical things because of perceived offensiveness. If you thought it was right to ban those things, but you thought it was a glorification of the female body and the black culture and the other things represented by Cardi B and her ode to her own personal female genitalia and her gyrating simulated pornography in celebration of same, if that's who you are, then you are on the opposite side of the culture war that we are on. And we will fight you every single step of the way. 931, time for news. Hit me up at 216-901-0945 right after this. Progressive Democrats, please be aware you have now entered the place where political correctness goes to die. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed, 936. We continue now. 216-901-0945. That is a great way uh, to get us. And uh, you can also leave a message for us on our authority message line. We like to play those as uh, time offers the opportunity as well. If you want to respond to some of the culture war things that we're talking about with Cardi B and the, the Grammys last night, again, I just... I just, I, I you know, here's the one saving grace. It's not even a saving grace. The one thing to make you feel better. Very few people are watching. Every single time one of these award shows comes on, you'll see the next day or two, the ratings come in. All-time bottomed-out ratings uh, disaster for the Golden Globe Awards. All-time bottomed-out ratings disaster for the Academy Awards. All-time bottomed-out ratings disaster for the Grammy Awards. That's the one good thing that I can say, is that fewer and fewer people are exposed to it. All right, let's go to the phones. Navy man, Norm, you're in Strongsville, and you're on AM 1420. The answer, good morning, Norm. Do you ever feel like you're John the Baptist? Hello, the Norm. Voice crying Norm? Norm? I can't hear Norm. Yes, yes. Yeah, pop that up. Bob. There he is. Bob. Yeah. Do you ever feel like you're John the Baptist, the voice crying in the wilderness? <sighs> I never made that comparison to myself, but I do feel that way, yes. Yeah. Now, this is the same Cardi B that the 79-year-old Latchland senile fool masquerading as president appeared on her show and just thinks he, she's his favorite singer. Yeah, who's fa- who's favorite? Who, who's favorite singer? Biden. But you think Cardi B is Biden's favorite singer? <laughs> yeah, he was on her show. Oh, you're right. During the campaign, as he as he tried to um, uh, as he tried to uh, 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 grovel for the black vote. You're right. Do an interview with Tucker Carlson, but it'll do one with Cardi B. I forgot about that. Yep. Yep. So, you know, there brings to mind a saying by uh, Thomas Jefferson, President Thomas Jefferson. I tremble for my country when I know that God is just, and his justice cannot sleep forever. And it's something, Bob, I think we better wake up to because I have a feeling I have a strong, strong feeling uh, the way things are heading. 
that we're going to get a message from on high. And uh, it's not going to be something that uh, is going to be very helpful to our entire country because I don't think... What form, Lord though, Norm, Norm, what form would such a message take take in your mind? <sighs> well, I've, <laughs> I've been following some apparitions lately. And by a woman named Giselle Cardia from Italy and uh, a Father Michel Rodrigue, a French-Canadian priest, who have had apparitions with the Blessed Virgin and Jesus. And basically the message was, time's up. The combination of abortion, the combination of homosexuality and depravity has been too much. And I think that we're going to get some storms, volcanoes, earthquakes. If you look at Mount Etna in Italy, the mountain in Japan, Fushima, the mountain in Indonesia that are all sprouting off. And I don't know if you're aware of it, Bob, but since January 1st, there have been over 42, 6.5 earthquakes around the world. You don't see this on the media. And 3,800 minor 4.5 earthquakes. And the last message from this year is, if you Google her, it's Giselle Cardia. On March 8th was pray for Italy and pray for America. That was the message. Well, we brought it on our, We brought it on ourselves. Well, I don't disagree with that. Um, here, here's what I would say, though, and thank you, Norm, for the for the call. And I'm glad you you gave me the you know the direct uh, answer to to my question about what form, you know, such a reckoning with God would take. I uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do the earthquake thing or the skies opening and the lightning bolts coming down or the forty days of rain leading to a new flood and all those other things. I believe in the new covenant. Uh, <laughs> um. <clears throat> But I do believe that there will be a reckoning of some sort, um, and I and my expectation is that it will not take the place or the form rather of those kinds of disasters, but rather it's going to take place in the hearts and in the minds of people with the courage to spread that word. And again, I know I'm just going to sound like I'm preaching today, and I'm really not because I'm not qualified to preach. Um, a lot of people at the Cleveland Right to Life conference that I emceed over the weekend are qualified to preach, and preach they did. It was phenomenal. I mean, we had Catholic priests, we had evangelicals, we had uh, um, just a variety of reverends and pastors and, and just people of faith who are not even you know official clergy, but they're just people of faith. Um, they're qualified to preach, I'm not. But I will say this, touching the hearts and the minds, as the old phrase goes, um, of these people is what will lead to the cultural awakening that we need. It's not going to have to take the form of a massive, you know, uh, uh, punishment coming down from the hand of God. It's going to take the the word of God being spoken into the ears of the right people who have the courage to then project that from their own mouths. And that's what I heard all weekend long. And again, like I said, and we had you know, Pastor Ernie was there. One of one of our one of our uh, I mentioned a bunch of clergy. Pastor Ernie Sanders was there. People not just who are the clergy, but those who listen to the clergy, those who believe in the clergy, those who believe in the words that we're talking about are willing and courageous enough to share it with other, others. That's how we'll, we'll eventually win the culture war. And eventually, um, 
come to the peace with God that we are called to to have. I guess is a, is the best way that I can phrase that. And I think I'm going to stop talking about it because I, you're on 1520, not 1220, and I'm really truly not trying to cross that boundary. Uh, I'm not way, but I just I just wanted to know if you saw what we saw and a lot of other people saw last night and what I became aware of this morning, and I want to know how you plan to deal with it with your children, how you plan to explain to your children that that Dr. Seuss book you can't buy anymore online or anywhere else, but you can watch these videos with that language and that filth, and it is perfectly acceptable and protected by the very cancel culture that has canceled the children's stuff. Okay, 944, we'll take a time out here. We'll come back. We're going to talk about this and much more with uh, Congressman Jim Jordan next, AM 1420 The Weekday mornings at 9. All right, 948, we continue on this uh, Monday morning. And you know what it means, Monday mornings at 948. It means time for Congressman Jim Jordan's regular visit. Ohio's 4th Congressional District Representative, Ranking Member of the House Judiciary Committee. Congressman, good morning. How are you, sir? I'm fine, Bob. How are you doing? Doing all right. Uh, Doing all right, Congressman, in part because I live in Ohio, not Texas. Yes, sir, go ahead. Yeah, well, I was just going to tell you, I'm out, I'm out driving across the great fourth district, so it, it may be in and out a little bit here. I apologize. We're, we're a busy day across the west central part of Ohio, but we'll, we'll do the best. Yeah, I had heard you were in district today, so that's great, and it is good to talk to you. No worries about the signal. If we drop it, we drop it. We'll get you back again. It's kind of funny. I said I, I feel good because I'm in Ohio, not Texas. Ordinarily, I yeah. would switch that because Texas <laughs> is free. Texas is mask-free, mandate-free, and restriction-free, but... Texas is also on our southern border, and um, the House uh, um, Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy is spearheading a GOP delegation yeah. down there today to look at the non-crisis. Um, if I recall correctly, during the Obama <laughs> and Biden administration, a thousand border apprehensions a day was considered a crisis. Now we're at yeah. seven times that amount, and it's not a crisis. Uh, so what, do you, what is it that Kevin McCarthy and the rest of the GOP representatives who are going down there today, what are they hoping to learn? Well, first of all, Bob, yeah, you always, you always send FEMA in for a non-crisis, right? For a, non, for, for a non-disaster, <laughs> you send in FEMA. So, uh, th- yeah, this is the Biden administration doing their, 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 their typical, typical games. Uh, no, he'll, he'll go down and see how, just how bad it is. Look, I was down there uh, in, in the McAllen sector, the Rio Grande sector, back in a couple years ago. Uh, you know, back when they were talking about kids in cages and all this, uh, the, the baloney you heard from the left. And, and now Kevin will go down and see the same kind of same kind of thing. And then, of course, President Trump got a handle on it all and had things under control. And then here we are now, what, 50-some days into the new administration, and we got a disaster, so much so that they're using NASA facilities. They're talking about using NASA facilities to house migrant children, and they're sending FEMA in to deal with the situation. Not only are they doing that, uh, they're, they're so overrun, Congressman, um, uh, you know, by the number of children in particular that are coming across the border unaccompanied uh, and the, the, the rest of the, uh, the, the massive surge, they're begging for volunteers. 
Literally, ICE yeah. and, and DHS are asking for volunteers to come to the border as quickly as you can to, to deal with this again, because the, the Texas migrant complex in South Texas is seven times over its capacity. And, yep. and again, the, yep. you know, the Biden administration is saying, no, it's no big deal. It's just a, it's a challenge, but not a crisis. And yet they're begging for volunteers who are not even assigned to that detail to come down there and try to help them control the flow. Yeah, no, it. it... And it's only going to get worse. And frankly, this is what happens when you that this is the policy they wanted because they announced it ahead of time. They, they said they were going to get rid of deportation and all this stuff. And they just sent the message. Come on. Come on in. And when you get rid of this uh, stay in Mexico policy, why we process people and find out if, in fact, they're eligible for asylum, eligible to come in when when they when they did that. This is what you get. So this is exactly what I think in, in some ways it was almost intended. At least it sure seems by. Uh, seems to be by the policies that they uh, that they enacted. Yeah, and you know when you roll out the red carpet and then act surprised when people walk on it, um, you know I think I, I think you're in a little <laughs> bit over your head, and that's exactly what they've done here. Let me ask you about this. Um, I mentioned this minority leader Kevin McCarthy is going down there to have a look. See, apparently Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, has already done so. In fact, she said over the weekend that she visited uh, the Triangle countries of of, of uh, Honduras, El Salvador, and uh, and Guatemala, and said, "Well, you know what the problem is down here? It's it's these people are starving because of climate change." Change. It's climate change, and they can't oh, they can't till the land anymore, and that's why they are Lord. forced to go up north. It's climate change. So, at, at yeah. the at, at a time of the of the border crisis that we're facing now, she wants to exacerbate uh, you know the the problem with uh, you know probably pushing more green new deal yeah. type legislation. They will they will do anything except own up to the problem that face the facts that that it's driven by their policies. I saw. Uh, a headline yesterday from one of the Sunday shows where Democrats were blaming President Trump for yes. the surge at the border. And I'm like, I guess that's maybe President Trump. He causes, quote, climate change and he causes this. I mean, it's like they blame President Trump for everything when, in fact, anyone and everyone with common sense understands this is a Democrat-driven policy. As I think, as you said, when you roll out the red carpet, you shouldn't be surprised if people start walking, walking, walking down it. Um, so, I mean, this is just... This is just how crazy the left is. You just see where where the speaker said yesterday she she is they are looking to overturn an election certified by the state of Iowa where there were not one no, no problems with the Iowa election. They're looking to take a seat from uh, one of our Republican members, uh, Representative Miller Meeks, who won. Now she won a close race; she won by six votes. But the last time I checked, if you win by six votes or six hundred votes or six thousand votes, it's a win is a win. Uh, they're they're looking to take that election away from her, and um, you know as we said in one of our our Twitter posts, uh, you know I guess translation is the only ones who can object to an election of the Democrats. Well, I did see that actually your message there, and uh, and I wanted to look into it a little bit more closely. She's not saying, "Hey, it was a close vote. It was six votes. Let's have a recount." They're literally talking about unseating her. What, what, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, because. Yeah. So, the, right, it's already been certified by the Iowa Secretary of State. Every every uh, uh, office holder in Iowa said yes. This is this is this is accurate. This is right. This is what they support. And yet, the House of Representatives is looking. They they they're doing an investigation in the House Administration Committee. Uh, they're moving forward with that investigation. I think they're laying the groundwork to basically steal this election from Miller Meeks to to change this result and 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 overturn what was certified by the state of Iowa. Uh, which is which is dangerous. 
I'm 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 having a hard time with this, Congressman. Um, I have seen a lot of corruption from liberal Democrats, and particularly those in the House. I have seen it, but um, I I don't know that I've ever seen it laid this bare. I mean, this is literally yeah. what you just said. You're not you're not using that word for effect. This isn't hyperbole to say they're trying to steal it. It's been counted and recounted probably twice when it's that close of a margin. Certified by everybody that needs to certify a vote, and she is still talking about. I mean, this is laid bare. Do, uh, where do they get their Where do they get this belief that they have this massive mandate to do all of these things, uh, Congressman, when they, they barely hold control in the House anymore after a shellacking, really, I mean, in, in the grand scheme of things, every Republican incumbent won, and you took a bunch of blue seats away from them. It was a real big... And then, of course, we're at 50-50 in the Senate. How do they have the, yeah. the chutzpah to say, we can do whatever we want, they can't stop us? No, this is how radical the left is. They're, they're bound and determined to enact their radical policies. In the last three weeks, they have radically changed election law. They've radically changed uh, police law. They've radically changed gun law. This week, they're getting rad- ready to radically change immigration law. At the very time that there's a crisis on the border, so much so they're sending FEMA down there and asking for volunteers to help. They're going right. to they're gonna do two amnesty bills. So this is how radical the left is. And if you criticize them, Bob, then what do they do? They try to cancel you using the cancel culture, saying you're not even allowed to disagree with what we're doing. That is how... And this is what I think Americans need to wake up and understand is this is how radical today's left is. They're going to enact every single radical policy in every public policy area they can imagine. And if you criticize them, they're going to come after you personally. They're going to harass you, your family, your employer. That is how sick this has become. And it's why it's so incumbent upon all of us, people in your position who have a a big voice in the media to speak out every day like you do, those of us in office, and then, frankly, business leaders and just leaders in every community have to speak out and say this is wrong. We're going to stand up against this because we care about the future of this great country. Let me offer an illustration here, Congressman, to uh, to what you literally just said. Quote, this is a tweet from two weeks ago. I'll tell you who it is in a moment. Quote, if there is a COVID surge in Texas, the fault will not be Governor Abbott's common sense reforms. The greatest threat of a COVID surge comes from Biden's untested illegal immigrants pouring across the border. Mm-hmm. We have no way of knowing how many of them are bringing COVID with them. That's it. Now, I, I, I scanned that and I looked very, very hard for hate, for misinformation, for anything that might be a violation of Twitter's use of, of, of service policies. I could find nothing, and yet they banned Newt Gingrich anyway. That was a Newt Gingrich wow. quote from two weeks ago, and they wow. banned him or censored him until he wow. deleted that tweet. It was about a week before he finally deleted it. Wow. That, that, uh, that, you're exactly right. That is ex- what, what we just were describing played out right there. You can, you can, you can, I mean, that's as plain as it gets right there. And this is, uh, this is why we had a hearing on Friday talking about uh, big tech, and how we have to do this Section 230, how we have to look at antitrust and look at breaking these these, these big tech companies up. Um, it is that serious because the, the, the whole day, we had Clay Travis, the sports guy from OutKick Talk. We had Glenn yep. Greenwald as, as one of our witnesses. They were phenomenal laying out that it, big tech is determining what you see and what can be said. That is frightening, and they're doing it without any, any uh, with, with liability protection, uh, which, which uh, needs to be changed. Congressman, last thing uh, while we've got you here, I want to ask you about um, <clears throat> the war between the war makers and the talk show host. Literally, Pentagon officials have targeted Tucker Carlson. I don't know if you paid attention to this, but Tucker did, Tucker did a segment about this on his show late late last week. <clears throat> 
in which he criticized some of the decisions by the Pentagon, which seems to be more interested in diversity than they are in with what Tucker called the the number one responsibility of our military, and that is to win wars. Uh, And they have taken to social media and begun blasting Tucker Carlson. Ted Cruz now says this is absolutely, he wants a hearing, as a matter of fact. The idea that uh, members of the, you know, the Pentagon and just members of the military under the leadership of the Pentagon are targeting a private citizen for having views that they didn't like yeah. um, is, is, yeah. is very, very dangerous ground. Thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I just I just came from a, a, an event where I was talking with a group, and we had a young man who just just got out of the Marines and was working at this this great company. Um, you know, these these guys are amazing individuals, and, and yet to, to think that you have some people who are so focused in, uh, in, in, in our national defense on Instead of being so focused on national defense, it's, it's all this politically correct and, and, you know, the things that Tucker was talking about makes no sense. And then to go, to go try to attack, um, someone who's pointing out the concerns that lots of Americans have. Uh, again, it's, it's right back to where we said before. If you criticize the policies that they're, that they have, then the cancel culture comes out and tries to attack you. Um, and you know, look, if Senator Cruz wants to have a hearing on this, I think that's uh, I think that's that's a good move. Let's uh, let's discuss this and, and and show the American people what's exactly uh, what yeah. what exactly is happening. Yeah, the idea that the federal government, particularly in the Pentagon, would target a private citizen yeah. in such a way for just a you know, and and to me. And I think this is what Ted Cruz's point was. This is not just the Pentagon. This is the commander in chief. This is Joe Biden using the Pentagon to intimidate a cable news host who is a threat to his agenda. Because Tucker is effective yeah. at pointing out so much of the hypocrisy and so much of the, uh, uh, you know, the, the, so many of the problems yeah. being caused by the current. He's like you, Bob. He's very effective at what he does. <laughs> uh, he, yeah, don't he, there's a reason he's a, he's the reason he's number one. Uh, you're right. There, I wish I could play in his yard. Uh, he's a, he's in a yeah. much different place. But boy, oh boy! Uh, hey, Congressman, they crowned a whole new batch of state champions uh, yesterday. Did you take any they're of the uh, t- take any of those in? Yeah, the, uh, our high school did a, had another great uh, great weekend. Our old high school, and then uh, you know uh, we had a number of other schools that did well in some other sports in our district too. So it was, it was a fun weekend. All right, Congressman. Thanks very much. Have a great day. You bet. Take care. All right, that's Jim Jordan. He's in district today on the move. I certainly appreciate him making time for us. We'll take our time out for news now. We're going to come back and go more in-depth on the devastation at our southern border and what it means to us here in the Midwest. We're going to talk to Dave Ray of the Federation for American Immigration Reform next.